Howdy, this is Rodman Steele, and this is the Rodman Steele Studio Podcast. We are still talking about the Beatles again, uh, and I am accompanied by the amazing and wonderful and talented and everything in between, Emily McMullen. Emily, how are you doing today? I'm great. It's great to be back. That's great. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, you know, hanging out. Okay. It's my birthday weekend, so... What? Yeah, my sisters are in town, and we're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be fun. I did not know that. Yeah, it's, Which it's day? exciting. Uh, Saturday. Oh, my birthday's on a Saturday this that's year. Dope. It's super exciting. That's super fun. Well, I mean, like, do you have plans? Uh, You're seeing family? Uh, I think we're gonna see the Bond movie. I'm having. Oh yeah, it just came out. Yeah, I'm having a party on Friday night. I have a cousin that has the same birthday as me, Yay. and we're celebrating it oh together. Oh my gosh, that yeah. is so fun. It's gonna be fun. Awesome. I am going to try to go to the fair tomorrow. I'm trying to cram a lot of stuff mm-hmm. into the early part of my week because. Uh, my girlfriend is on her fall break from school. Oh, that's fun. So it's like, this is the you one week do we stuff. have, yeah. you know, to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, last week I got, I had a bachelor party last week. Did I tell you? No. It was, t- it was a pretty tame one. I mean, mm-hmm. in a good way. It was fun. We went up to Colorado and I knocked two things off my bucket list. I'll show you the pictures after. The first thing I knocked off my bucket list was I saw like the first ground snow of the season. Oh, that's great. It was so cool in October. And then the best thing. So every morning, like right now... In the valley that we're in, in Gunnis and Crested Butte, there's snow that accumulates on the top of the mountains mm-hmm. at night, and it's there every morning. So one morning I woke up before everyone else, and I'm looking at this this mountain range called the Anthracites, and it's gorgeous, and there's snow on top, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you gotta get a picture of this. So mm-hmm. I pull I pull out my picture, uh, my phone, I guess, not my picture, to take a picture. And it's beautiful, and I'm looking at it, and then out of the corner of my eye, out of another window, at this house, right in the front yard, I see a black bear. Oh my gosh! It was so that's so awesome. It was so cool. Like I've been dying to see a bear just to have proof that they exist. That's up such there. a fun like bucket list mountain. I know retreat. it was crazy. It was crazy, that's and fun. then and I just start like yelling in excitement, like "There's a bear! There's <laughs> a bear!" And then I and then I run into my friend's room to see if I can look at it out their windows and just scare the crap out of them. Oh, that's great. You know, because they were all that's sweet. so great. Uh, but that that was very fun, except. You know, there was all that Southwest stuff where, like, over... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Was I, your f- flight canceled? I had two flights that were canceled. Oh, man. It was bad. What it a beating. What and a then, beating. Yeah, and then I came back. So I only got a half-day work Monday, and I've been cramming. But it's been a fun week. It's yeah. been a fun week. That's um, good. Honestly, it was fun getting those flights canceled because I got to spend the night in Denver, mm-hmm. and I just had a good time. Uh, so today we're talking about the Beatles. Emily, what do you want to know about the Beatles? Um, I would love to know anything that you are talking about on the Beatles. I, I don't know that much about the Beatles other than what a lot of people know. So Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. I think we mentioned this before in, in the last uh, Beatles podcast. That there's way too much literature written about the Beatles. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, you know, everyone and their mother has written, every musicologist and their mother has written yeah. a uh, something about the Beatles. You yep. know, they are so analyzed. I think you can go as far as saying overanalyzed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's more r- words written about the Beatles than the amount of words that ever came out of the Beatles' mouths. Yeah. You know? But they're the Beatles. They're fantastic. So, you know, what, what one thing that we're really trying to achieve with this podcast is just to not... Talk about the normal things, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, we could, we could talk about their use of mixed meter. You know, there's tons of books about their use of mixed meter. Mm-hmm. We could talk about their influence. There's tons of books about their influence. We're trying to find weird things. If you missed the last podcast, it was pretty darn funny, mm-hmm. I thought. <laughs> what I did was I calculated the length of hair 
of each of the Beatles individually from 1963 to 1969 and tried to see if that correlated to any trends in their music or, mm-hmm. or their social standing or anything like that, and it was pretty funny. The answer was no, by the way. Uh, like, there wasn't any strict trends. And I think the biggest reason for that, honestly, was, you know, you what 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 you wanted was as they got weird, their hair got longer and yeah. apparently horrible correlated. Well, here's the issue with that: when they did the Sergeant Pepper's photo shoot, they all got haircuts to bowl cuts. So mm-hmm. like, they were increasing, and then Sergeant Pepper's happens, which is like the midst of their weirdest their weirdness, weirdest stuff. But they all had to get a haircut for that, mm-hmm. and then they just skyrocket, yeah. and then they just skyrocket. Yeah, but that that was really fun. I took a lot of a lot of ratios to yeah. to find like the length yeah. of their hair from pictures. That was fun. Yeah, it was use, a fun podcast. Yeah, use centimeters. Fun. You know, like the rest of the world. I felt <laughs> good about it. So today, um, I thought it'd be interesting to see uh, GDP for both Britain and the U.S. <laughs> and I went back and and just for the sake of kind of seeing trends, I was looking at everything from like 1940 on, okay. but really focusing on like 1955 to 1970. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously because 1960s is when the Beatles happened. That was That's important data, but I wanted to see what was leading up to it, mm-hmm. if there was any big things before it. Um, and I'll go ahead and tell you one really interesting thing. For both Britain and especially America in terms of GDP, uh, the war years... World War Two, incredible growth. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah, I just finished reading a book about World War Two. Yeah, it was about these women who worked as uh, cryptanalysts during the war oh, to like break dope. messages that's and dope. helped with a bunch of battles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was talking about how just like insane the economic growth of the United States was even just between like 1941 and 1944 yeah how much their economic output just increased like it was insane yeah yeah so it, it, yeah. it, it was 17 to 18 percent per year that's in the world. that's crazy to think it, it about it really is that's crazy that, that's the only double digits that we have yeah in in terms of growth in the 20th century I yeah. mean so, so so that was crazy um the but in both countries it was followed by a recession that mm-hmm. kind of got them back to to normal in a way, but you know the war was was good. Um, so let's get going. Tell me what you want to know. Um. Yeah. So I'd be curious. Obviously, a lot of things were exploding in culture in the '60s, especially having to do with like the Vietnam War. I know there was a lot of political stuff that had cultural impacts, mm-hmm. and I know we're going to talk about that in a later podcast. But as far as the economic ramifications of that, I would I would wonder, and my suspicion would be that during this time, especially beginning in like mid '50s, the amount of like consumerism in the United States and how that consumerism is tied with music, my guess would be that as album sales for the Beatles rose there was also an increase in like leisure spending on basically yeah, everything disposable income. yeah so mm-hmm. I'd be I'd, I'd wonder what you found when Absolutely. you looked at that let, let, let's start with that so, so mm-hmm. America in America uh, we that was the decade the 50s in America was the decade in which we saw the average household income increase. Mm-hmm. And then in the 1960s in America, the the household income kind of stagnated. But right. it got pretty darn high mm-hmm. through the 50s. Now, in, in Britain, their economic or their, their household income really didn't increase until the 60s. Okay. Um, and, and, but it's kind of fascinating. Like, 
from 1960 to 1968, the male wage in Britain increased 55%. Oh, my gosh. Like 14 pounds to 22 pounds. I think wow. that's a week. That's crazy. Uh, and women, uh, women's salaries in Britain rose 60%. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I bet that more women entered the workforce because of that. Yes, yes. Now, now, one thing that I was hoping to find data on is, like, one time I, was, I had a class back when I was in school with the, the only professor that I could objectively deem as bad. And I, <laughs> I hate saying that, but I, I just had one bad professor. And he was talking about the Beatles, and he told me a really interesting fact that mm-hmm. he read in the Keith Richards biography called Life. And he said that, he said that in that biography, Keith Richards talked about how food rationing ended in 1963 mm. in Britain, and then that's when so many more people had disposable income. Mm. I couldn't find any data to back that up. Yeah, I couldn't. I'm uh, surprised. I'm surprised to hear that they waited that long to stop rationing food. It, and, and everything I found said that the latest, like rationings from food to gas to everything, mm. ended in the late 50s yeah so I mean even that seems like pretty late yeah but yeah yeah but but so anywho that fact I'm maybe bogus <laughs> yeah maybe bogus yeah. but but I, I have other data that's good okay mm-hmm. so speaking I use GDP a lot and I use real GDP versus nominal GDP mm-hmm. uh, the reason being is that uh, real GDP I thought just gave me a better idea of like the growth span by mm-hmm. not by not attaching it to inflation. Mm-hmm. And plus, we're dealing, we're only going up to 1970. Mm-hmm. And 1971 was when we went off the gold standard. And that's mm-hmm. when um, GDP just went, or yeah, GDP and inflation just went crazy. Yeah. Because it looks like, a, I think we call this a radical graph, you know, where it just has that steep curve. Mm-hmm. So so like a, like a real GDP graph would look like that, but then the nominal adjusted to inflation is kind of a more steady slope. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really matter for us because we're only going to 1970, yeah. basically, for GDP. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of interesting interesting things. So we talked about World War II. Um, and, there, you know, in the 1950s, we had recessions. There was pretty, in America, there was pretty just kind of like a consistent rate of increase in GDP throughout the 1950s, plus like three recessions, mm-hmm. like three small recessions, a recession after the, the not the Vietnam War, the uh, Korean War. Mm-hmm. Um and that sort of thing, but 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 the fifties in America, as we said, was when household income started to increase. Now let's go ahead and, if you're okay with it, talk about mm-hmm. album sales. Yeah, let's so, do it. So, what's your first question about album sales? What's the best-selling Beatles album of all time? Best, I, I think, from what I found, the best-selling Beatles album was either the Beatles or the White Album mm-hmm. or Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. And let me look at exactly. So so I have for both, and I just did sales in America. Mm-hmm. I have numbers on, like, worldwide sales. Yeah. But then for just looking at each album, I just went with the U.S. for consistency. Yeah. Um, the White Album, as in The Beatles and Abbey Road, 12 million in America. Wow. That's a lot of albums. It is. And let's talk about it in comparison to the 50s. Yeah. So so the 50s, you know, I looked at one, so, uh, some people from the 50s, some really popular musicians from the 50s, such as Elvis. And then mm-hmm. also I looked at popular musicians from the 1960s so we could see their growth in comparison yeah. to the Beatles. Yeah. So Elvis, his top-selling album in the 1950s uh, was his... Christmas album, mm-hmm. and that hit three mil, mm-hmm. which was redonkulous. Yeah, he he didn't. Most of his albums in the fifties didn't even go gold. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. But 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 I I don't think many people were going gold at that point. Yeah. I don't think that many people had disposable income. Yeah. To, to do that, I don't think everyone had a record player in their house at that point, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So so three mil was, was just an outlier. He had a few albums that hit one mil, in the in the fifties. Uh, but you know the idea of hitting one mil in the fifties was pretty redonkulous. Yeah. We get to the sixties. The first Beatles record, the first studio album Beatles record, please please me. Let's see. Uh, that hit one million in America. Mm-hmm. You know, right off the bat. So uh, that was our people would have already thought of that as like a best selling album. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. It was huge. So now, now we get to see. Um, how the record sales increased in comparison to GDP and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So again, when we talk about you know disposable income, um, the American wage seemed to stagnate at a good comfortable point throughout the 60s because it increased during the 50s mm-hmm. versus in Britain, it took until the 1960s for mm-hmm. it to increase. But at, again, from 1960 to 1968, over 50% increases in wages. Yeah. Um, in pounds, of course. So, uh, again, uh, I think something important, too, just to think about in terms of what an LP cost. Mm-hmm. An LP in 1966 was one pound. Okay. Um, so, a, a male's typical wage in 1968 was 22 pounds a week. Okay. Um, so, it's a significant purchase. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people were having the money to buy an LP. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. that, and that kind of stuff. Even uh, Well, because I'm guessing that's like an average or median wage. The 14 yes. to 22. Mm-hmm. So it's not like only rich people can afford this anymore. Yeah, you, oh, it's it, like people that are firmly middle class can afford to gr- buy a record. Absolutely. Gr- great yeah. point. I, I think this data I got was particularly like labor workers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know? I think yeah. so. Um, so, you know, for labor workers that they could buy LPs, uh, I wish I knew how much a record player cost back then. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, people started getting record players, it seems like, way mm-hmm. more in the 60s. Yeah. So, Please Please Me hit one million in America in 1963, which 1963. was crazy. Okay. Um, Help, which was a few years later, hit three mil. So okay. now it's like, oh, you know, the, the only album like to hit three mil since mm-hmm. was that Elvis Christmas record that like everyone who had who had a record player. Mm-hmm. So now help hit three mil. So this is so at that point, that's like one of the best selling albums of all time oh in my the God. US. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Even even at that time. Yeah. It's already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, help. And that's the one that had yesterday on it mm-hmm. and Blackbird. Yeah. Um it, you know, and, and that that was the album where it's before I think that was the album right before to me, rubber soul is when stuff starts getting like, ooh, stuff is changing. Mm-hmm. They're they're starting to as think far as the sound of the music. Yeah, the sound yeah. of the music. Like, oh, they're starting to think differently. They're writing mm-hmm. their own songs in a style we haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we we just get hints of that in Help, the album Help. Mm-hmm. But it still has all those re- really good poppy songs. Yeah, you know, and good little guitar riffs and all that kind of stuff. White album, um, in nineteen sixty eight, end of nineteen sixty eight, twelve mil. In America, that's ridiculous. So at that time, that is the best-selling record in the United I, States. I, I think it. I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and I'm trying to think of who else in the '60s would have sold more records than the Beatles. I, I, I was so, too. So, so, yeah. so I looked up just some other popular artists. Mm-hmm. You know, around that time period in 1964, the Stones album that came out in 1964, which I think was the first studio Stones album, mm. uh, five hundred thousand. Okay. 
And but then, that was probably still considered a pretty good oh, selling yeah. record. Oh, yeah. Like that's not. I mean, totally. nowadays we would consider an album that sells five hundred thousand like sort of successful. You know, a lot of albums. Oh my gosh. A lot of albums in twenty twenty one will debut with five hundred thousand on their first weekend. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like. Hearing that number, my instinct is to be like, oh, that's not that many. But at that time, that must have been even that, like a very respectable amount of albums oh my to gosh. sell. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and we know that the Rolling Stones like to spend money. <laughs> they, 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 they were very open about spending money. And they were very big also on renting. You know, <laughs> they had this thing where they were like, never buy something, always rent something. Because you're going to trash the plane. You'd rather, oh you'd rather rent the train, you'd, you'd rather trash someone else's plane. <laughs> Try someone else's boat. And then they went bankrupt. <laughs> what a philosophy. I know. And then they went bankrupt in the early 70s. And, and they, didn't own anything. <laughs> yeah, and didn't own anything. So they had to make that album Exile on Main Street, which That's is kind of interesting. So funny. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, as I'm looking at like top album sales, I went ahead and scrolled down to like top albums, you know, of now. Yeah. And since like 1998, I'm looking for exactly where I saw this, but like since 1998, um, like, let's see. Here. 1998. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since 1998, like, the top-selling albums from 1998 are roughly, like, on average about 12 mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so, so you think, you, yeah. so just think about that. The White Album and the Abbey Road sold 12 mil in 1969. Mm-hmm. And now, like, it's it's amazing if you hit 12 mil. Yeah. 50 years later, mm-hmm. you know, 40, 50 years later, uh, which just shows you album sales are not what they used to be. Yeah. You know, it, it, but we consume music in such yeah. different ways. Um, let, let, let's compare it to some other, some other artists. So we talked about the Stones. So the, the Stones in 1964, I said, was 500,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, their Let It Bleed record in 1969, one of their best, was 2 mil. Okay. 1969, Abbey Road, was 12 mil. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that was, that was crazy to me when I read that. Um, we talked about how Elvis, you know, hit 3 mil with that Christmas album in the 50s. Um, uh, and it, but by the way, just in terms of thinking about like the household income, uh, let's skip that because I'm not sure if I have the accurate data and it's not that important because <laughs> I, I, I think we've hit enough. I think we've yeah. hit enough. Um, let's see. British GB, GDP, uh, small but significant spike in 1963 to 1964. And I was mm-hmm. trying to find the, the trend about that. I thought it was the food rationing thing or something mm-hmm. like that that dropped, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But 1963 to 1964, which is when the British invasion happens, mm-hmm. is, is what we see a significant spike. And something I think that's kind of interesting about the British invasion that we do know is that American records, where was the first place that American records would go when they went to England? Probably London. Liverpool. Liverpool, really? Because that's their West Port. Oh, that makes sense. Right? That makes I sense. Know. Of so, course. So that's why we get all these bands from Liverpool. Because mm-hmm. literally that was the first place to Chuck Berry record. That makes go. so much sense. I know. I, I get know. it. And you know, you know what I was thinking about yesterday too? This is just random. And it's about guitar. Um, and my friends didn't know. I had a friend who never used the term. But I had a student who was learning a Chuck Berry song, and he's like, do you think we get the word chucking from Chuck Berry? As in kind of just going, bum, 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 mm-hmm. bum, And I was like, well, he kind of was the first guy to do that. I wonder if that's where we get the term chucking. Yeah, you know, it would make sense. Now New Orleans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I'm gonna fun tell little, my, I'm fun gonna, little fun fact. I'm going to tell myself in, the, in my head because it makes me happy. <laughs> um, talked about uh, nominal GDP and how we didn't use it. 
um, because we just didn't need to. Real GDP was, was reflective because we were still in the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but let's talk about all-time record sales. So like Beatles, you know, just to kind of compare to other artists of that time. I have the Beatles, I have the Stones, I have Rod Stewart and Clapton. Okay. All people that really took off in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Beatles, 500 mil. Okay. Stone? That's how many they've sold up until now, or uh, how they had sold at ni- in 1970. I think that's up until now. Okay, I think that's that up would m- that would make sense because yeah, yeah. I, I mean, 500 yes. million records by 1970. That sounds like oh, out yeah, of yeah, the yeah, realm yeah, of yeah. possibility. Yes, yeah, but 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 also it shows too that you know like Abbey Road sold 12 mil in 1969 um, in America. Yeah. They sold, but by that point, they were so worldwide. Yeah. You know, like everyone in South Africa had the album Abbey Road. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you have the uh, worldwide sales numbers for their individual albums? Or like, did you not find them up? Until, until now? As in, like, Please Please Me, how many times that has sold to this date? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, no, I, I, I just have, like... What it, I guess, how much it sold in the moment. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, and, I, and in the U.S. In the U.S., and this is all in the U.S., yeah. too. Uh, but but yeah. the but these all-time record sales numbers, I think, are worldwide. Mm-hmm. So the Beatles, yeah. 500 mil yeah. until now. Stones, 200 mil. Mm-hmm. Still a lot of that's records, still a though. lot, but, but, but yeah. think that Beatles were over double that. Yeah, yeah, Ro- that's crazy. Yeah, Rod Stewart, huge artist. By the way, here's something interesting about Rod Stewart. Um, we share a name, yes. for one thing. Yes, yes. Okay, over here... In the corner, I have that soccer ball. Okay. I'm going to grab So, uh, my dad's side of the family is from West Texas, Midland, uh-huh. Texas. Yeah. And, like, a decade ago, they opened their arts recreation center. You know, like their symphony hall, you know. Oh, okay, but, like, okay. where they're going to, you know, it's like the, the most artistic, cool thing, you know. High, high end, you know, music kind of thing. It's this beautiful building, you know, out mm-hmm. in the middle of the desert. Uh, out in the middle of the yes, desert. You know, yes. It's just pump porch, pump 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 yep. porches, oral derrick, and then this beautiful yep. building. I went I went to grad school in Lubbock, so yeah, I'm used exactly, to this exactly. used to this I, scenario. I, I love it. it. Like when yeah. I go out there, I, I love it. I, the wildlife is, is sentimental and mm-hmm. I, I think there's yeah. beauty, I think there's beauty in it. The yeah. same way there's beauties in the Rockies. Okay, but who do you think was the first person to play? At this brand new symphonic hall. Well, since he got the soccer ball, I'm guessing Rod it Stewart. Was Rod Stewart. <laughs> That's and, so funny. Yeah, I know. And Rod Stewart would do this thing where, like, he loved to kick soccer balls around, and he would kick soccer balls into the audience. That's so funny. My grandmother was there. I have a Did sign. Did she get hit? I, I don't know, but <laughs> she got a signed soccer ball by Rod Stewart. That's so cool. Which is kind of cool. Like, what a fun thing yeah, to have. Yeah, people are always like, why is this in here? I'm like... I don't know where else to put it, but it's a signed soccer It's signed by Rod Stewart. It has to be in the music studio, right? Yeah, exactly. Where else can it go? I don't know. That's awesome. I know. It's just kind of funny. I could inflate it a little bit more. There we go. Oh, and look, it says uh, University of Texas Permian Basin. Yep. Right there on the back. (laughs) That's so funny. I think it is, too. What a fun tidbit. Uh, Rod Stewart, worldwide, 120 mil. Mm -hmm. You know, Beatles, 500. Rod Stewart, 120 mil. That's crazy. Huge dude. That's crazy. Clapped in 100. Clapton's a huge guy. Yeah. You know, Beatles, 500 mil. Really puts it into perspective. It, it, they, they, yeah. they, they were a big deal, you know, and, and not just, you know, again, we've had all this literature about the Beatles and how influential they are and stuff like that. Let's just look at the numbers, mm-hmm. you know? People bought their records, man. Yeah. People bought these records. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it, I'll do a little bit more, more research on this before the next podcast to see if there's anyone else that, if I'm missing anyone that was out selling them mm-hmm. at the time or something, yeah. but... 
I would be surprised. You know, I was looking at Ray Charles stuff and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. For one, like before 1960, when I was trying to find like sales of any records in the 1950s or 1940s, couldn't find very accurate numbers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but at least I found some of the Elvis numbers that I talked about. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I wonder how many albums Ray Charles... Ray Charles was really hard to track because, mm -hmm. like, he's technically on over, like, a couple hundred records. Yeah. Like, he had, yeah. like... Because he's played, he played with so many people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, he had a country album. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's the most surprising stuff about the Beatles and the GDP. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely seems like there was a trend... As GDP increased, as household income increased, people bought record players, mm -hmm. people started listening to music more. Um, in relation to all the different artists, there is obviously every artist was make, was increasing in sales mm -hmm. as they went throughout the 60s. The Beatles were on top. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. It looks yeah. like. You know, the, the, the Beatles were hitting, hitting sky high. Mm -hmm. um, I think Zep 4 in 1971 broke. Like Abbey Road and sales, mm -hmm. I couldn't. I didn't find the exact number. I wish I found. Zep Four is you know Stay Road to Heaven, Rock and Roll, mm -hmm. uh, When the Levee Breaks and stuff like that. That was 1971, and that sold a lot too. Now that's also when we broke the gold standard. So I don't know how much influence that had on mm -hmm. that, that too. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think that's all the the really important information. Do you have any questions? Yeah. This is this is so interesting to me because it's kind of like, kind of like how we talked about last week. You know, we maybe didn't find that there was a correlation between hair length and experimentalism mm -hmm. in music, but we did kind of see that, like, looking at the hair length of the Beatles, especially from, like, early, early days until 70s, you see, like, how much it's paralleling just, like, trends in general fashion totally. and, and style. Yeah. And, and to me, this is kind of, like sort of watching the same thing but for for numbers right yeah. because we have we have like the economic situations of England and the US improved a lot in the 50s and 60s yeah. maybe England a little less so than than the US mm. because until the 60s until the 60s yeah. because we weren't as absolutely destroyed economically by yeah. World War II you yes. know we didn't have to rebuild entire cities that mm. had been bombed that had been bombed uh, we didn't have as much debt that, that we accrued either yeah we we were kind of luckier than they were yeah. like coming right coming right out of the war yeah and, and, and we entered the war way, way later than mm -hmm. too. yeah exactly yeah. we yeah. didn't I mean I would be interested to see like what total spending was between countries yeah, you know because totally. my guess would be that we probably still spent more than them just because we We're made bigger. so many ships and yeah. so many sub submarines and, and all that oh, kind yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not an expert on that or anything. It's just fascinating to me to see, like, okay, you know, we have these two countries that are moving from, you know, this this is this period from, like, 1945 to 1965 and 1970 is, like, a huge economic moment for the whole world, uh -oh. really. Uh, and, and even... Uh, quality of life. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about how, you know, in the 50s is where we had this, like, super idyllic picture of, like, what the perfect American family is so, like. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of issues with that now when we talk about things like racism and sexism. Oh, but yeah, yeah. there was, like, this view of, like, life is so good. We have mm -hmm. it so great. Everybody has a job, yeah. you know. And, and, People were just generally very positive about the future. Absolutely. And, 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 yeah. I, and, you know, with that, like, 
the fifties were already getting romanticized mm-hmm. by the late seventies yep. with Greece. Yep. You know, I think of Greece, which mm-hmm. is you know, based in the fifties. That's yep. such such a romanticism yep. of like what it actually was like to live in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There yeah, weren't exactly. diners everywhere. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's not that people I, didn't people didn't uh, just dance all the time no, no, and no, 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 no. go over to their yeah, friends. Yeah, 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 it was it was an unrealistic picture of life. Yeah, yeah. But but it's it's just really fascinating to see like obviously the Beatles were clearly the best selling group of of that time when it comes to album sales easily Mm -hmm. and and who can question it you know you don't even have to look at the numbers to like guess that that's true yeah right because i mean obviously all these people have been super super influential all the all the groups you mentioned like rod stewart and eric clapton and the rolling stones you know like they've had a huge cultural impacts mm-hmm. but still not not like the beatles yeah you know yeah, because because there's a reason so many people think of them as the greatest of all time yeah and i think that there's also a parallel with like how much people are consuming popular music now right yeah. like because even in the 40s there was still like the line between what's popular music and what's classical music or art music is like kind of blurry, you know, yeah, with absolutely. like big band and even jazz and that sort of thing. But by the 60s, there is like, this is the Beatles, their popular music, this is rock. Absolutely. And that is something, you know, old people don't like it. It's not like older music. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. and so there's this confluence of like young people buying more records. Uh, exactly. The kind of music exactly. they like is what the Beatles are making. Yeah. And so they're influencing pop culture for the next for four yes. generations yes. because that's what my grandparents listened to, yeah. and, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just really fascinating. Absolutely. I, I, I think something that, that we can safely say based on this data that, that, that wasn't explicitly stated, but just looking at the, the increase in GDP and the increase of just household income, um, this must have been the first time that, you know, in the 50s for America and in the 60s for uh, British people, this is the first time someone under the age of 18 had disposable income. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then what did they buy? They bought a record. Music, yeah. yeah. They, they, they bought a record for yeah. a buck, which was still significant. You know, if you were if you were a British kid, you you, were, you may have been making eight, eight pounds a week. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that was a good job. And you're spending, or six pounds a week, and you're mm-hmm. going to buy two records. Or, or maybe you're working on your parents' farm still. Oh, yeah, Because at oh, this yeah, time, yeah, yeah. like, Absolutely. at this time... A lot of people were still in agriculture. And, and, and children, so, mm-hmm, you know, or yeah. m- minors were working mm-hmm, very yeah. popularly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's where we are. Uh, with the hair thing, I think the most accurate thing we found about the hair thing, you know, thinking about it a couple weeks later, um, the hair kind of correlates with their mental state mm-hmm. in a way. Because, yeah. because we know that the Beatles, like after Sgt. Pepper and actually, after Magical Mystery Tour, were kind of like, Angsty. They mm-hmm. kind of got angsty. And the White Album was super angsty. Mm-hmm. And that's when their hair really started going. And yep. then, and then it, it, like, 12 months later, they made Abbey Road, and that's when they were like, oh, my God, we can't do this I'm tired anymore. of all this yeah. stuff. What, what, yeah. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. So then they made Abbey Road, and it's their best record, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, fantastic. So next time, we're going to talk about the Beatles and ice cream flavors mm-hmm. and see <laughs> if there's any correlation between uh, the Baskin Robbins that was booming at the Man, time wow. and, and stuff like that and see if it has any correlations to the Beatles' weight. <laughs> <laughs> so so are you going to go through your photos with the centimeters on, uh, on, on the, the waist, waist sizes? On the waist. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, gotcha. I'm going to go on the gotcha. waist side. I think it's going to be a little bit more hard to find, but yeah. but it was kind of harder to find to find full-length photos of the Beatles yeah. anyway. So well, maybe you I can, can find, like, more. shirtless photos so you can be really exactly. accurate. Exactly. Yeah. Did I tell you last time? I don't know if I said this on air. I may have just told you this, but, like, the best picture I had yeah, to you get the ratio was, was the naked yeah. John Lennon photo. You mentioned it. But that was that was the best photo I had because it was, oh, it was, it was straight so up, you know, foot to, foot 
what they had. It gave me a great ratio of, 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 of lengths. Um, yeah, so very interesting, very fun. Uh, no, next time I want to talk about the Beatles and what was going on with the Beatles and then also rates of social justice trends, mm-hmm. rates of things relating to social mm-hmm. justice yeah. activities that were happening in the 1960s across the world mm-hmm. and see um, any correlations between that and their music. Yeah. Sound sounds good? Yeah, sounds really okay. exciting. I'm, I'm excited to hear all the kind of political ramifications of uh, this I, economic boom, really. I, 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 and I could see that maybe being one of the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you know, especially when I think about the song Revolution. I mean, mm-hmm. have you heard that? That was the White yeah. Album. And it's yeah. really a response to what's going on at the time, I would yeah. think, you know. Well, um, there's a, and there's so much political stuff in Beatles' later music as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll look forward to talking yeah, about it. Yeah, you know, the White Album, uh, Revolution, you know, one of the lines is, but when you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but, so, that would be very interesting to get into. We'll yeah, get into be that fun. next time. Happy birthday, Oh, man. thanks. That's going to be dope. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Weekend. It's going to be That's fun. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, see you next time. Awesome. This is Captain Robin Steele signing off. Engage. <laughs>